Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And like I say on every show, we've got a great show for you today because we, have, we always bring on great artists that we believe in, that we think are going somewhere. And today we've got Joe and Martina, who is a married couple, just like Sandy and I. We, we definitely love it when married couples come on because that's really cool. We do, um, yeah. It gives a, gives a little different twist to um, our show, and we love it. Um, but they mm-hmm. they're doing some great things out there. They're definitely rising out there. And we're looking forward to hearing parts of their story and talking music. So are y'all here? We're we here. <laughs> happy to be here with y'all. We're happy to have y'all here. And, yes. And, you know, I always like to start with the same thing, the elephant in the room, so we can get that out of the way. How are y'all getting through Corona? You know, all things considered, we're we're doing okay. Um, for us, our silver lining was we were able to come home to California mm-hmm. and, and be with family and just, you know, be present in the moment. A lot of times when we come home to California, we're, we're touring. This is still a heavy market for us because it's our hometown state. And so when we come here, mm-hmm. it's very, very busy. And so just to be able to slow down and enjoy every little second of it has been really good for the two of us. So that's, it, it's been okay. It's been okay. <laughs> <laughs> And I love that, you know, like with us, the same way, you know, we've actually mm-hmm. sped up because like I was telling you all before the show, the original plan was 80 to 100 interviews first year. But when the sh- when it got shut down, I-, I was like, you know, this is definitely our time to shine because artists need that place to talk. You know, they don't have right. the stage anymore for a while. Absolutely. You know, they're going to be open. They're going to be more open to our show, even though it was a new show. I don't think, I mean, 180 something interviews. Now, I don't think we're a new show now, even though it's only seven months old. <laughs> but it was, right. was a yeah. new show. <laughs> and, and of course, people would have been hesitant to come on the show being new and all that. So, this has actually helped us build our foundation. So, we kind of owe a lot of what the foundation built to the virus is, is so it's not not that i love that side of it but you know what it it was happened we can't change it so we're just making the best sure of it. Yeah, yeah there's there a whole go. lot of there's a whole lot of silver linings in all of this um <clears throat> and uh and and that's that's a great attitude to have you know we're all just trying to uh make the best of um what what would otherwise be a cruddy situation and um Mm-hmm. You know, just try to find mm-hmm. some peace in it. I think I'm, I'm glad to hear that you all have. I know we have, and and I hope that I hope the same thing for everybody. Yeah, most definitely. Yes, so I always like to start light um, before we really dig deep. So, what are some mm-hmm. hobbies y'all like to do? Oh, uh, well, for me, it's definitely any anything outside. Anything outside. Um, I'm I'm constantly. If there's a horse, oh, yeah. I'm riding it. <laughs> um, if there's if there's a body of water, a pool, an ocean, I'm in it. Um, definitely anything to do with horses and and swimming. Those are my two big passions. And I do like to shop, but you know, right now that's just Amazon, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, as far as you know, when I was growing up, I really liked. Um, you know, riding four wheelers and stuff. We uh, mm-hmm. we used to come out to the. It's called the Oceano Dunes. It's um, mm-hmm. a, a beautiful, beautiful uh, beach dunes and stuff. We'd we'd ride ATVs and yeah. stuff. Haven't done that in years. You know, when Martina and I moved to Nashville, 
Uh, I kind of gave that up, but I'd still, if I ever get a chance to do that again, I would love to. <laughs> um, but as, as, as crazy as this sounds like my main hobby outside of music is music. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, uh, if, if I'm not playing yeah. and writing and, and I like, I love going to concerts, uh, when they're going on. I love, um, yeah. I love watching music documentaries. I love just sitting around playing guitar or drums or piano or whatever instruments laying around. I'm really one of those obsessive musicians that um, that doesn't have a whole lot of hobbies outside of it. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> I do enjoy going riding horses with Martina and stuff, um, yeah. mm-hmm. but I'm definitely not as passionate about it as, as she is. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So um, what would you all say is something quirky about each of y'all? About the other person? Oh, gosh. No, no about yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, about, about ourselves. Okay, I was like, I really that, that want could that get you, in, yeah, you, you, you know, that that might get you in trouble. Um, saying that, what's oh, that'd be really important. <laughs> yeah, oh, hey, this, that's the beautiful. That's the beautiful part about being interviewed by a married couple. They know right. what not to what not to get us in yes. trouble with, right? <laughs> yep, exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, Joe, you take this one first. I'm gonna sit. I gotta think on this one. Corky, I don't. You know, like I'm. I'm I'm weird about and it's funny because we're all talking on a phone uh, right now. But I'm really weird about like talking on the phone. Like it it, it kind of <laughs> um, besides interviews, it gives me anxiety. I'll give you an example. Like if Martina's like, "Hey, calling a pizza," like <laughs> I don't know. It takes like I have to like talk myself up to like call pizza in. I don't know. It's just a weird <laughs> oh, wow. weird thing that I have, and it's just a weird quirk. Yeah. Uh-huh. I hate calling in food orders for whatever reason, That's and I true. will do That's it. True. I've gotten past it, but it's still to this day like I'm just kind of weird about it, and I, and I can't. Yeah. I don't know why. I have no. I've never had like a bad experience on the phone <laughs> calling stuff in, but it's just one of those things that's yeah. in my head, and I can't get it out of. You know, can't get out of it. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think for me, um, as passionate as I am about swimming and being in the ocean mm-hmm. and like every little girl dreams of being, you know, mermaid goals, right? Uh-huh. You know, and, and I'm, I'm <laughs> I am deathly afraid of fish and I cannot do fish. I can't be around <laughs> oh, wow. them. I can't look at them. I can't look. It's, it's a weird, <laughs> to me, it's a quirky thing. I don't get it um, uh-huh. because you would think like my love of the water and the ocean and no, I can't do it. I can't, nothing like crabs, shrimp, <laughs> Any any little sea creature? Nope, I can't. I can't bring myself to <laughs> to be around them. And you and you talking about the love of the ocean? I'll be honest. We right now we're based in Savannah, Georgia, and we're moving uh-huh. to Nashville next next year. And I'll be oh, honest, right. that that's my that is my hardest part. Is oh leaving. yeah. I've been you know I'm 48 years old. I'm about to be 49 this month, and I've been in Savannah since age 14. So I oh, wow. am a coastal guy. And all yeah. I've known is the coast. And that's, you know, that's going to be the, again, there's so many benefits to us being in Nashville. So that overrides sure, that sure. one issue, of course. But still, it's that thought of leaving. Because, like, we'll take day trips to, like, Charleston, mm-hmm. South Carolina, and also mm-hmm. down to Jacksonville, Florida, and just spend the day. It's only two hours away from us each way. Right. So we'll just go there, wow. spend the day, and just enjoy the area. That's just something that we like to do as a family, us two and our little eight-year-old oh, and yeah. our 17-month-old daughter. And we do that once or twice mm-hmm. a month um, we and do. just go we be in our little bubble moment. in those places. And and that's I'm going to miss that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, 
you will. Uh, but again, like you said, living in Nashville is pretty great. Um, it's funny that you say all that. Like we're literally talking to you right now from mm-hmm. um, from a coastal town. We're we're right now spending a couple. We're at a we're going to a friend's wedding this weekend, and we're um, oh. we're uh, we're out in Pismo Beach, California, and we're sitting here and looking mm-hmm. at the beach as we're talking. And I'm sitting there going like, Ah, oh, man, oh, I wow. can I. It's this tough to life, leave. Right? It's tough. It's tough to leave that because yeah, it is the life. But um, as someone who's left that to go to Nashville, you'll be all right. It'll it'll all be good. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah. As we start to dig a little deeper, um, tell us y'all's little backstory, a brief overview of y'all um, to kind of give people an idea of who y'all are. Yeah. Well, um, Joe and I, you know, born and raised in the Central Valley of California. Uh, Joe comes from a farming family uh, that's been in farm in the Central Valley for over 100 years. Um, a lot of row crops, or what we say, dirt crops, um, alfalfa, corn, cotton. Um, and Joe knew that he wanted to be a musician from day one. Like, what was oh, wow. it, babe, eight, age nine or ten, correct? You played, yeah, played yeah, pr- pretty young. Yeah, pretty young. I mean, yeah, even, even at... So- even at like five years old, I was asking for a drum set for for Christmas, you know. So I, I've I've known for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then um and was raised on a family farm and just really kind of dove into being a musician. I think that's clearly where his passion, you know, started. It was just uh in his brain from day one and in his heart that that's what he wanted to do. And for me, I grew mm-hmm. up about an hour east in the foothills, um, of where Joe was born and raised, and I grew up on a 700 acre spread uh just nothing but cows and horses roaming freely in a couple of houses kind of weird it's a little place called wonder valley and uh i wouldn't change it for the world and i grew up riding horses and you know swimming in the swimming hole with my friends and and just being like this country girl up in the hills (laughs) and never thought that music was in my journey of life um that definitely came later for Mm -hmm. me unlike joe um, I was I was in my 20s and I was singing karaoke for fun, and had an opportunity. I, I played sports and, like I said, rode horses. I thought that that's where my life was going to go. And um, yeah. I got an opportunity to sing at Buck Owens Crystal Palace in Bakersfield, California, with the house band. Buck had already passed, unfortunately, but I got up there to sing one song for my birthday, and it just I had the moment. I had that. Oh my gosh, I want to do this for the rest of my life. And so that's when I went to um, MySpace at the time because, you know, that was social media. (laughs) And I I found Joe. I found him through a mutual friend and kind of wanted to ask him how to start my own band. And and we started singing together, and and the rest is history, you know. And and here we are living the dream together. And and it's crazy how much you could – you know, really think your life's going to be planned out or you have this idea and then, <laughs> I don't know, it, it, it turns out for the better in, in so many different ways. It's pretty cool. So, I definitely understand that. I mean, like, that's like with us. Um, um, a lot of people don't understand our marriage. We've been, you know, October will be married 18 years, and we've been a 24-7 couple the whole time. I mean, mm-hmm. we're, we're just always together. And I mean, we've been put down. And I'm talking even from we're hard. We go to church all the time, and all that, but even from Christian people, they're they're like, oh, that's just unhealthy. And I mean, we 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 have been told <laughs> unhealthy. 
we've been told how this is not right. Oh, how yes. Get sick of each other. You name it, we've been told it. And here we've it is. We've heard it. Mm-hmm. We, we find this crazy music world. And we're finding people that, that even people that, that are not like y'all where y'all sing together that we're in a group, but we're finding people that, that are married, but their spouse is within their, within their business. So they work mm-hmm. together. They're always together. And I'm like, oh, my God, we found our people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. True. It's so true. <laughs> Absolutely. Because people don't understand that. And, it, and again, I never preach that people should be a 24-7 couple like us. Now, I do preach that people need to spend more time together because that's a big issue sure. out there. But, but, yeah. but, but being a 24-7 couple does you, – you, you have to sacrifice a lot and, uh, you know, to do that. But, that. but that was the lifestyle we chose. When we first married, that was – when I um, found Sandy online, that was my first question to consider a 24-7 marriage if it were possible. And I went to a lot yeah. of women with that question. And because that was how I wanted to live, and when right. and when yeah. I found her online, she said, "I've never heard of that kind of marriage, but that would be awesome." Yeah. Well, here we are, almost eighteen years yeah. married now, and we've been twenty four seven the whole time, with the exception of a few days. You know, she went in a surgery recently, and that sucked because that was the first time we've ever been the night apart. So I was like, "Oh, wow, wow, <laughs> oh my gosh." That's yeah. I mean that. W- We've had a couple like you know where we're well. I used to be on the road a little bit playing with other people, and mm-hmm. we'd go a couple yeah. days. But yeah, for the most part, you know, Martina, I don't, I don't think we've spent more than uh, you know, a couple, four or five days apart. And, and it is, it, it, wow. it has its challenges. But you know, it's funny. I see a lot of people struggling. You know, since we're talking about the pandemic earlier, I've seen a lot of married couples struggling with how much time they've they have to spend together. Uh-huh. During mm-hmm. during uh, you know no work and stuff if you're if if people's you know work has been shut down and mm-hmm. it's funny like this this pandemic has not affected Martina and I's marriage at all because we're exactly. together the same amount as we were before it's literally no <laughs> right. change there's nothing different yeah. about it that's true <laughs> that's what we said it's funny because that's that's what we always said you know because you know everybody the society has tried to make us change they're like they're like you know we homeschool our little eight year old. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and you know, people we know are like, you know, that's bad for him. You should be in regular school. Um, mm-hmm. You shouldn't be all the time together. And so we've heard all that. So when all this first happened, Sandy and I looked at each other and like, you know what? Instead of the world changing us, the world is experiencing us. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's a good way. To, yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> so – um, as we move on a little bit, um, as, and, and I think that Joe will love what I'm about to say because I heard him say about he really has no passions really outside of this, which is good. Um, we're, um, as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory of the artist, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, and all <laughs> that, that it takes to build a career. And I'm not even talking about mm-hmm. a Blake Shelton career. I'm talking just a okay. career. It don't matter what level you're at. It's there's a lot of work, a lot of sacrifice. So I'm going to tell a quick story that will lead us where I want this to go, and then we'll talk about that. <clears throat> Back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls, and at that time they were full time in music. I asked Allison what advice would she give an up and coming artist. She said, "This is going to sound funny coming from someone full time, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, go do that and just keep music as a hobby." 
She said, because the moment you want it to be a career, your life has to change. She goes, you're, it's really no longer your life. Everybody, there's a lot of people that has to depend on you as an artist now. And she said that your friends and relatives never understand because they invite you to weddings and weekends and holidays. But that's when you're gigging. You can't, you know, they think you can just say no to a gig when there's 20 people that are dependent on that gig, and they don't get that. And she says, but you have to say no to the wedding because all these other people are depending on that gig that you have to do. Mm-hmm. She said there's moments where you just, you just, you, you, where you feel miserable that day, but that night you got to smile and be on stage like there's no tomorrow because they're, the fans are there to escape their reality for even if it's for those few minutes. Um, she says, Ben, your, your family has to sacrifice, you know, everybody in the family, not just the artist. She goes, but if your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in because that's the only way those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? And let's talk about that side of it. She is 150% correct. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that is it. And I, and Martine and I have plenty of friends that um, have gone with the, uh, you know what, I'm going to just do the, ho- I'm going to do it as a hobby and still mm-hmm. enjoy playing music and, but be, financially stable, have a more stable life, yeah. live where I want to live, mm-hmm. you know, like stay in my hometown and they live great lives, you know? Um, yeah. and, and some, and sometimes I, you know, even I will look at their life. Mark, I know Martina has too, and go like, you know, maybe, mm-hmm. dang, you know, like maybe we should do that. Maybe we should do that. Maybe we should just like pursue this softer. And, and the thing is though, like, like, like she said, we've never been able to, because, when we sit there and think about what else could we do instead, yeah. there's it's a it's 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 literally a blank thought like for me like I it's just like I'll <laughs> sit there blank forever like uh I don't know because it's all that my heart wants to do I I know Martina feels the same way um, mm-hmm. and so we have to we have to pursue it and then again like yeah. she like like uh, she said if and, and if if we're gonna pursue it like. You have to give it all you got. Otherwise, like like you said, it's going to be in vain because there are so many there's so many people pursuing this, and there's so mm-hmm. many talented people in in the world. And the only thing that can really give give you an edge over anything um, is is your work ethic and and your yeah. your how good of a human being you are. Like how how. Mm-hmm. You know how how many bridges you don't burn, I guess. Yeah. Um, and and it's it's crazy. It's not. It's my favorite thing in the world. I love doing what I do. But yeah, it's almost like oddly, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. At the same time, it's it's a very yeah. it's mm-hmm. a very weird life. And um, yeah. again, I wouldn't change it for my heart, my soul. It's exactly what it needs to be. But right. If you if you're not as passionate about it as someone like I am, I like I would not recommend it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well said, you got well any two cents on that one? I'm sorry? You got anything to add to what he just said? You know, uh, he he hit it all. Um and and I honestly don't because we, we've had these talks, you know, being being yeah. the married couple but also the business partners in, in this journey mm-hmm. together and and you learn very quickly when you move to town, that there's no plan B. 
And that's the yeah. all or nothing. Because as soon mm-hmm. as you say, mm-hmm. well, I'm going to try music, but I know I can go home and work on the family farm, or I can go, plan you know, B I've becomes my, plan A. Yeah, exactly. Then you've already, in a weird way that a lot of people don't understand, and that's completely fine, but it's, it's almost like you've already given up. You know, and that's yeah. what music is. Mm-hmm. It's, um, and at the same time, even though it is art and there is a passion behind it, it is just like every other corporate ladder. You start at the bottom, you bust your butt to the top. Each level mm-hmm. gets you somewhere better, and you and you're nice to everyone on the way up because if you do fall or take <laughs> steps back, people will remember who you were on that yeah, journey. Exactly. And and everyone's mm-hmm. just trying to get to the top of that business ladder, and 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 we're no different. You know, we just our life is a little more in the spotlight. You know, we share a little bit more on social media because of fans mm-hmm. and. Um, but really, yeah, Joe hit it all on the head there for, for all of us. And, and that's so true. And, I mean, we, we even get what you're saying because, you know, we're chasing the same dream y'all are chasing, but just on a different level. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. we want to strive to be that Bobby Bones type interviewer yeah. right. and all that. Exactly. You know, and Ty Bentley, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, all, and, and Nights with Elena and all that. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. that's our striving. So, so yeah, and, I, and, we and we're doing it with basically no mm-hmm. money, just like an artist. So I think that sometimes we're really where we understand the artists when they come on because we're there, we're chasing too. And we're just yeah. wanting that breakthrough interview and the next break. And it's like the breakthroughs that keep coming through the interviews. And it's like, you know, you do it and you do it and you do it and you do it. And you're like, okay, when is that breakthrough going to come? And there's moments where Sandy has to pull me off that cliff because I'm like, mm-hmm. um, oh, my God, is this ever going – are we ever going to push that wall down? Right. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but she, but, but then I'll say something stupid like um, – and people who do this, maybe I should just get a regular job. And Sandy's sure. like, well, in, in, in the 17 years that we've been married, when have you ever had a regular job? I was like, okay, good point. <laughs> I'll stick with this. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. right. I can re- we, can, we can relate to that for sure. Yep. <laughs> wow. But it's one of them things when it's, it's in you, you know, it's in you. You know you've got this passion. You feel like that God's leading you here, and you feel yep. like it's all coming together. You just know that, that that next interview or that next show that y'all do or that next place, that's your breakthrough mm-hmm. or that next song you release. You know, how many times right. where you don't know know of somebody like a Luke Combs and all of a sudden people are like, who's this guy? And then, but right. they don't realize he's been doing this for years. And, uh, yep. and, and that one yeah. song breaks through and now everybody thinks he's an overnight success. When it's really a 10, 20 year success, it's not an overnight. So even with us, it's, we are a seven month right. old show. Everybody thinks that the type of people we're having on, we're, we're, this is an overnight success almost for us. But we've been part of some parts of the music business and making connections since 2013. So this has been a seven year journey to get to where we are. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And same as y'all, you know, as, as y'all grow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've been. Uh... We've been doing this for for over over a decade at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. Pretty pretty so, crazy. Now that we talked about the sacrifices and struggles, I think people need to hear. That's why we, I always bring that up on the show every show. Yeah. And I think it's the, I think it's the most important aspect of music that people need to hear. Um, that that nobody never talks about is <laughs> that side of it. But I agree. And, and I, 
<laughs> uh, oh, no, I, was, I think that's super important for people to know because, you know, in, in all reality, um, mm. as far as – especially with independent artists that, that don't have a label, you know, helping front money and, and whatnot, um, I think it's super important for people to know the struggles and the sacrifices that artists have to make, even us independent ones, because at the end of the day, like, it's the people that are listening to this show – like the fate of our career, the fate of our livelihood is all truly in their hands. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, like mm-hmm. if they're hearing this and they're compelled to check out our music, you know, and go stream it or go download something or go buy a hat or a t-shirt off our website. Like those are the kind of things that help us pay our bills and keep going, you know? So um, yeah, I think exactly. that it's, 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 it's important to shed light on the sacrifices we make. To, to kind of know like what you're supporting too, you know, we're not just out yeah, here, exactly. um, not just having living fun. this luxurious lifestyle. <laughs> we're not getting paid a ton of money right, to play these right. club dates. You know what I mean? There's a lot of times <laughs> that Martine and I will play shows and our band will, will pay our band, but we'll walk away with nothing. You know, after we pay for hotels wow. and whatnot, like, you know, it's a promotion. Mm-hmm. It's hopefully we'll get, it will get in front of people's eyes and they'll, they'll relate to our music. And they'll want to go mm-hmm. support us in some way by buying merch, streaming, downloading that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's. Love I that. think it's a. I, I really do appreciate you bringing that up to to allow people to know kind of what what our life really is, and and know that it's not all glitz and glamour. That you know, sure, you might get some cool catering at some shows every once in a while, but you know, <laughs> like. You know, it's still a struggle bus. I mean, it's 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 yeah. especially at this point in. Uh, in a career, it's tough. Love, yep, love that. Absolutely. So now that we talked about the sacrifice side, and we hit it good, I think, um, let's talk about where the sacrifice leads now. Let's go the other way. Um, talk about the glory yeah. side. Um, when, when y'all look back on y'all's career so far, what are a few moments where you're like, wow, we got to do that? Well, I think the first one, especially being over here at the coast, um, the very first national act we ever opened for um, was Montgomery Gentry. And this was, oh, wow. Joe, it was, what, like nine years ago, probably? Yeah, probably, something like that. Yeah, 2010, 2011. Yeah, and so, and that was one of the coolest experiences, if not the most epic moment of our career. And, and to have, you know, Troy and Eddie just really show us nothing but love and respect. I mean, we were just two, <laughs> you know, kids just. Yeah. with big stars in our eyes kind of thing. And <laughs> and um, it was it was a big open festival um, setting with like, you know, 5,000 people. So it was a huge <laughs> crowd for us. And, and just to see that and, and be behind the stage with, with a national act that really cared about their support was really, really yeah. cool. And I think that that was yeah. one of the greatest moments. And then another one <laughs> for me would be we have gotten to uh, play – Fort Campbell for the 101st Airborne, uh, the oh, week wow. of the Eagle. We we got to play, yeah. and it was like 10,000 people. And it was all military mm-hmm. and their families and their spouses. And Love it was just one of the – Yes, yes, same here. And, uh, and, and we just – I don't know. That was just being in the – at one end of the parade field and seeing nothing but, like, people. You know, I, I love to – when I'm on stage, I like to look people in the eye. I love seeing their emotion and, and, yeah. and really just – soak all of that in because that's that's what we're there for and that's what we create it, and it only happens with the fans and so I'm right mm-hmm. there in it and I'll never forget being on stage 
at uh, Fort Campbell, and I'd go, like, you know, first row, and then I'd make my way back to, you know, fifth row, and then sixth row, and it just kept going and going, and I had to stop because I was getting dizzy, and I almost thought that I had forgotten where I was singing (laughs) because it was just a sea of people, but just the wave of emotions that came with that was incredible for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was pretty pretty amazing. Um, uh, I've had a couple little moments, I guess, the last few years where we've just been like, what is life? Like, this is, this is uh-huh. pretty cool. Um, well. The first one that I can think of right now that Martina and I experienced together was we were a guest of John Barry, who's an, an incredible, oh, well. uh, incredible singer-songwriter from, from the – I mean, he was real big in the, in the 90s um, and mm-hmm. still is still awesome to this day. Uh, but we were a guest of his at the Grand Ole Opry, and we were in one of the dressing rooms – and the band was rehearsing, and they were kind of done rehearsing, and and uh, I'm pretty sure it was John who goes, hey, why don't you, Joe Martina, why don't you guys sing a song back here? You know, oh, right. Martina mm-hmm. and I sang a song in one of the dressing rooms in the Opry, which I'll still, I still get chills just thinking about doing that. <laughs> um, uh, jumping on still with John, then uh, like half a year later, we asked John if he would sing on uh, a, a song. Um, that we had written called uh, give me back the nineties and he agreed to oh, wow. it. And I happened to be the producer of, of the song of the session. Uh-huh. So I, <laughs> I had the pleasure of uh, recording John's legendary voice in my personal home studio, which was like oh, wow. a, a, mm-hmm. a pinch me moment. And then I do have, <laughs> I do have two other little moments. I'll try to get through pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Aside from Joe Martina, I've obviously like, I'm a songwriter as well, and I write with other people besides just the two of us. And I wrote a song on um, Luke Combs' debut album. And uh, one moment in particular that was really uh, emotional for me, uh, being the music fan, and especially the country music fan, is uh, I got to see him play the Ryman Auditorium, and he played my song. Oh, wow. um, oh, and wow. I mean, it's it's a it's like a party song, you know. It's not like a real serious, uh-huh. sentimental song, but it's a part. It's yeah. a party yeah. song, you know. But you know, just being there in the Ryman and him playing, like I was crying, and and everyone, I could, I just like everyone around me didn't know who I was, you know. They're just like, why is this weirdo like crying during this drinking song? It doesn't make any sense, you know. But it was That's pretty funny. pretty amazing. And then when his album went platinum, and I got that plaque, got to open up that box with that platinum record in oh, it, wow. like that was. That was so. Those are the four the moments moment. to me that really that really go like you know, uh, hard work is paid off. It. Like, yeah, That's it really right. does. That's I right. I could I yeah I could I could live the rest of my life with those four moments being pretty dang proud. If nothing else happened ever again, I could still mm-hmm. look on that and go, you know what, you've done good, Joe. <laughs> wow, I love there that. So we're gonna awesome. take a quick commercial break and then we're gonna play your your song, hometown, um, and all that. And we'll come back and talk about that. How's that sound? That sounds great. All right, hang on the line. Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called The Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. 
The sports guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. There's a place from back in the day we still talk about. Those months we'd be in that creek till the moon came out. Billy's brother used to buy us beer in Copenhagen snuff. Only try to with you guys we don't typically um sit around and write a lot um yeah. mm-hmm. it's it's just it's just not something for whatever reason um 
we haven't just the two of us sat down and just tried to write. Um, mainly because I'm I'm usually busy. I write with a lot of people, and uh, you know, Martina kind of probably takes yeah. advantage of those moments to go do the stuff she really loves, like riding yeah. horses and going to the gym, and you know, all that mm-hmm. all that fun stuff. So, yeah. um, you know, we don't really do it that often, but. Again, one of these silver linings with the whole COVID stuff mm-hmm. is uh, we found ourselves not playing gigs. You know, we couldn't really do a whole lot. And um, I don't know. I was trying to write. I was probably just in the studio picking, and she walks in there, and I don't know. We just started writing something. Like, didn't plan. Oh, it was wow. like, hey, we're going to write a song today. We just started, like, coming up <laughs> with melodies and throwing stuff back and forth. and. And there was something about the melody we came up with that that sounded, um, I don't know, like uh, like you're thinking back, you know, like it just had that kind of yeah. reminiscent vibe mm-hmm. to it. We started talking about our childhood and how like fearless we oh, were yeah. and how crazy, <laughs> you know, some of that stuff is. Like we're like, oh my god, I can't believe we did that, and, and uh, we're just really fondly thinking about growing up and how uh and how cool it was and the song fell out just like in an hour or so oh, and man, love we just we just love the melody and just love everything about it and uh i think we started like recording it shortly afterwards we were just like we have to put this out like you know um i, I think it's a it's a really cool positive fun song and and during a kind of a dark time i i think that it's good to remember that there were good times. There are going to be good times again, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah, I, you know, it definitely makes it was, sense. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, uh, just jumping on what what Joe said, it was it was just really cool um, being able to write something, you know. It's one of mm. two songs we've ever written together, just the two of us in a living Oh, years. wow. And it was just, yeah, so it was really special and 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 I think like one of the biggest messages that I've learned from hearing it from you know from the fans and how much this song meant to them, especially right now, is that it's okay to go back there. It's okay to reminisce yeah. on those days. It's okay to go back mm-hmm. and and hang on to those memories because sometimes that the that's what keeps us going through the darkness. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's okay. And, and, and hang on to that. And God bless country music or any genre of music that allows you to go there. And um, it's exactly. so really, really special because of that. <clears throat> I love that. Now, another thing that we'd like to do on our show that I think is so important is, is you know, when, when fans see y'all, they see the artists. They don't see the PR people. They don't see the producers, managers, any of that, the behind-the-scenes people. And they, get, they don't get enough love in my book. Yeah. So I always like to take, mm-hmm. let the artists take a couple minutes. So just tell us about the team behind them. So tell us the team behind you that helps you be who you are. Sure. Uh, Martina, uh, you want to take that one? Yeah. Um, it, it, this is going to be really funny. Um, there's <laughs> there's one person in, in particular, you know, who is on what we call our team, and her name is mm-hmm. Dakota, and she ha- she's our PR person. She's our best friend. She's our – little mm-hmm. sister she's everything to us in in the business and even outside of the business her company is songshine media and she is the one behind the scenes making those phone calls and getting you know when when we're on a cover of a magazine or if we 
have mm-hmm. a write-up somewhere and, and there's these quotes, it's because she's the one that's making it happen. You know what I mean? She's the yeah. one that's calling us up and saying, hey, guys, I've got this opportunity, you know, and, and here's the questions. Get them to me by this date. Let's let's move and shake and, and get moving and, and help us to reach those goals. Um, yeah. And honestly, when it comes to that mm-hmm. stuff, there's nobody better in my eyes than what she does oh, wow. for Joe and I. She gets us as a married duo. She gets us as, you know, I can be a diva sometimes if I need something to eat, you know. <laughs> I can just <laughs> Joe putting on his headphones and getting lost in La La Land, you know, and in the music world and going, oh, yeah, oh, shoot, we have an interview, you know. Or <laughs> she's the one that is grounded and also but keeps it keeps us going. And, and when there isn't the light at the end of the tunnel, she says, no, it's there, guys. Um, oh, wow. And Joe is our producer, you know, that's, that's so, pretty cool. I mean, I could talk about him all day it long. Easy, right? <laughs> right. And then, you know, we've I, had Johnny Garcia as, as a co-producer too, but what's really weird is like, we have a lot of fans and friends and people mm-hmm. we're associated with in the business. But when it comes to a team, you're looking at it. We yeah. are truly wow. independent artists. I love that. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, a, we're a three person team. It's Martina and I are yeah. managing our own career, booking ourselves. Yep. The, the only right. thing we have, the only person we have besides the two of us is Dakota, and and thank God we have her because I think we right. lost it. Yeah. We, had to, we had to do the PR <laughs> stuff and all the other stuff, but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I do get help. I was I was gonna mention two guys real quick uh, that helped me on the production side that I've co-produced mm-hmm. a lot of stuff with. Um, mm-hmm. Hometown Summer Nights I co-produced with um, a fellow named Ben Watts who uh, actually used to be Martina and I's guitar player back when we lived in <laughs> California. Um, mm-hmm. And he's, he's a great, uh, he's a great uh, audio engineer, and he also does some other stuff in the business, like management side. And, and Martina and I will pick his brain on stuff like that too sometimes. And then um, the other one would be Johnny Garcia, who I have uh, co-produced a lot of stuff with as well, and he produced us uh, before I started producing us. So I actually learned a lot of what I know uh, about being a producer from Johnny Garcia. So he's kind of like what I would consider my, uh, my, my producing mentor. So I have to give him a big mm-hmm. shout out. He's, he's just an incredible awesome. musician. Really... And he's taught me a lot of guitar stuff too. He's just a, <laughs> he's been a great person to have on our team. Um, even if it doesn't, even if he doesn't deal with the day to day kind of stuff, it's just, he gets it. He gets to, he gets to, to be on the team on the fun stuff, just the music. Mm-hmm. Stuff. There really you go. Cool. Hey, I love that. You know, mm-hmm. and you know, we're kind of, you know, we always consider our show a family affair because we're a husband and wife team. We kind of have a third co-host. We have, we let, we let our eight year old come on and ask one question of each artist. So Sandy, oh, cool. Sandy's going to get him on, you know, and he's been on pretty That's much every sweet. episode. And when our 17-month-old daughter gets older, we'll be plugging her into the show because we are a family affair. <laughs> I love it. Mm, I love it. <laughs> All right. So here he is more. with his question. Here's Christopher. Hi, Joe and Martina. What's your favorite food? Oh, that's a good question. Food? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Christopher, I'm going to let Joe take this one because I already know where it's going. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my favorite food in the world, we're from California. So um, <laughs> California is known for its Mexican food, and I love a good, big California burrito. 
<laughs> I actually had one. I ha- I ate a big old burrito right before I got on the phone to talk to uh, your mom and dad. So <laughs> I love it. That's I mine. love it. Um, what about you, Martina? And for me, for me, I'm a big cheeseburger connoisseur. I every <laughs> town we go to, I've got to have at least a bite, even if I'm not hungry, of a cheeseburger to see, uh, you know, how good it is in that town. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. And yours, so, Lil there Chris? you go. And yours, Lil Chris? Pizza. 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 I would have to I say pizza it. is probably Martina and, and my both second yeah, second pick. It's the second. <laughs> Absolutely. If we had to decide on one food it would together mutually, it'd be pizza. One hundred percent. Absolutely. That's a good choice. And easy to Thanks, easy Christopher. To pick up. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Oh my heart. How sweet. <laughs> yeah, and what's funny, I, I I always joke that he's our secret weapon because many times we'll watch a live on some mm-hmm. an artist that we've um interviewed and if it's like if we just interviewed like maybe a day or two beforehand, they'll talk about yes. our show, being interviewed on the show and they always talk about him. Yeah. Oh, I'm yes. sure. <laughs> How sweet. Oh, so he he's our secret weapon. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I love it. So if so if y'all could co write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and what would you want to write about? Ooh. Ooh. God, that's a tough question. <laughs> there's so many choices. There's so yeah. many choices. Yeah, if you would have put alive that would just alive, that would have been easy. But dead or alive, <laughs> oh man, that means that means Mo Haggard's in the mix, which makes it difficult because how could I say anybody oh. other than that? I'm gonna have the same role Haggard and Johnny Cash. There you yeah, go. Yeah, I'm still I'm I, I'm a I'm a Central California boy. We're just uh, you know right. an hour yeah. north of Bakersfield. I have to say right. Mel Haggard. I, oh, I wouldn't wow. I, I couldn't I wouldn't feel right saying anybody else. That's and good. what would we write about? God, we'd write about something sad. I mean, I yeah, I wouldn't want to write a happy <laughs> song with Merle Haggard. I'd want to write the saddest <laughs> thing song you've ever heard. I, I don't know exactly specifically oh, wow. what, but I just know it would be a sad song. <laughs> yeah, oh, well. that's <laughs> true. That's true. For me, and and ironically enough, he's you know an inductee um, coming up here, but Dean Dillon. Uh, for me, oh, and especially oh, wow. growing up as as a cowgirl, and and my dream as a even as a youngster, like my heroes have literally always been cowboys. And the singing cowboys with Gene Autry, and, mm-hmm. and you kind of see that in my style, mm-hmm. even in my fashion, and and riding mm-hmm. horses. Like when the photos are taken, I'm like, all right, turn on the Roy Rogers and Dale Evans, right? <laughs> you know, it's just it's what I've always grown up loving. And man, Dean, he just—I mean, I have goosebumps right now. Just he captures that essence, that yeah. and and still kind of that yeah. lost art of country music. I feel like. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. music is constantly changing and, and, and forever evolving, and, and the pendulum always swings. It swings forwards, and it comes back, and then it swings forward again <laughs> yep. and continues. And, you know, I just love – Dean Dillon is just the epitome of cool. And yeah. just I know that he gets the Western and cowboy lifestyle and can put a modern twist to it that where every fan can resonate with it, and that's why. I mean, I'll just sit in the room and him and Joe can write. That's totally fine. Like, I'll just hang out. <laughs> <There you go>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So I'm about to ask a question of a purpose for the way I ask it, and I'll explain that right after. But if y'all had a magic wand, and what you're about to say would 100% come true, where do y'all want to be in five years? And the reason I'm asking it in this way (laughs) is this past February made the five-year anniversary that we asked that question to Kelsey Ballerini before Mm -hmm. the world knew who she was. And the answer she gave us then was almost to the T of how she's living now. And I always like to tell that story. Artists can mm-hmm. really open their mind because, you know, sometimes artists feel like five years is a long time, especially if they've been doing it longer than five years. Sometimes they feel like right. five years yeah. that not much can happen, but a lot can happen in five years. So if all bets were off, where would y'all be in five years? Martina? Oh, I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> he got you back from earlier. Five years. Yeah, no kidding. Five years, five years. You know, God, I want seeing that the world comes back to being what it needs to be. I want to be walking the red carpet with my husband and my business partner, and I'm going to cry because it's all I've ever wanted. Um, Because to me, that's an accomplishment that, the fans, most importantly, yes, the industry, but the fans, they get yeah. us and they support what we do. Mm-hmm. And to show mm-hmm. them that being married is cool and it's possible <laughs> and working together. And wow. I just always envision and manifest Joe and I arm in arm walking the red carpet. I already see what we're wearing and just wow. knowing that within the journey that that's where it's taking us. And if that's where, I mean, even if that's where it stops, if that's the moment forever, I will mm-hmm. in my heart know that I've made it with my husband yeah. and my business partner and the, the man who I'm a biggest fan of. And so for me within five years, that's, that's where we'll be. Love that. Mm-hmm. That's great. Top that. Confidence. She put the pressure on you. Yeah, she put the pressure on you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, five years. I, I would, I would love for us. Um, you know, I am so um, into what we do. Uh, I'm. So, I have mm-hmm. so much respect for country music, and I love it so much. Um, I, I would, I would love in five years that. Um, when people think of Joe and Martina, they have like this feeling of like respect, this feeling of like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I just, I just want people to think of us as, as being like authentic and true and yeah. awesome. And at the same time, I would also love to be very financially stable in five years. <laughs> yeah. uh, true. You know, uh, a, a a few hits would be great. Uh, playing, yeah, you know, uh, theaters consistently or, or bigger would be great. And I would also love to, like, all my friends that I'm, I, we work with as far as uh, like songwriters and and artists that I, I produce. I would love to see all their careers blossom as well. And I would love to just be like this be awesome. group of friends that have been working on this thing for like the last seven years, and we're finally all at this great spot we're all you know we're all able to pay the mortgage and 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 enjoy life and be able to you know not be so stressed out like like we are currently um which again i wouldn't trade it for the world but at the end of the day where we're at right now is stressful 
I would like to be living yeah. a little more comfortable and be respected. That's <clears throat> that's kind of where I what I would love yeah. to see us in in five years. I, I love I love that. Now mm-hmm. let's say that we're five or ten years down the road, successful, mm-hmm. and things have come together and you're on top of the world. And the people you are now, let's say that you could meet your future self, what would you say to them? Like, this is me meeting uh, my younger me, or, or no, this, this is, is me meeting future no, 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 me? No, we're going the other way. This is you meeting oh. your future you. We go, we're going the other way. I would, uh, gosh. I'd probably ask. I would I'd probably him ask him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Oh gosh. The other uh, way. I would, I would probably ask. Like me. I would probably ask. Like you know, was it all worth it? You know, honestly, like, <laughs> like, do you yeah. feel like all the all the hard work, all the sacrifices mm-hmm. you've made have, have been worth it? Like, I if that. I if I met ten years from yeah. me now, yeah, that's. I'd be curious about that because if he said no, I would probably make a change in my life. If he was like, Noah, dude, that was a big waste of time, I'd be like, oh, okay, fine, you know? <laughs> um, for me, I would, I would ask, oh, gosh, I, I would ask, did you really stop overthinking stuff? <laughs> did you ever relax and enjoy your ride? You know, oh, well. I think that that because because you know one of the, back to the silver linings of, of the the way the world is right now is like I'm able to do that. I'm able to stop and and be in each moment, minute by minute. Where normally I'm, you know, five miles ahead, just trying to plan out where we're going next. What can we do? What social media content? What song are we releasing? Where do we have to be? And what time? And I forget to be right here and and present. And I'm overthinking mm-hmm. because I mean women are built that way anyways and I yeah. just feel that I forget to slow down for a second and I would love to know if Martina 10 years from now even five years from now did I ever did I ever make that happen for myself and if she yeah, says no I'm gonna be like all right <laughs> you gotta change right it's yeah funny that Sandy mm-hmm. Sandy and I we've been married almost 18 years and we 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 do a lot of these marriage conferences that we listen to and marriage sermons that we we pour heavily into our marriage, and many times where when they're doing a sermon or a series, and the guy is talking about the difference between how a man thinks and how a woman thinks, and and the man and and it's funny because the 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 guy will talk about you know the 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 man will will say well, if a girl asks the man, what are you mm-hmm. thinking about? Nothing, and then he says he's and then the and then the preacher would say he's serious. He says we have a nothing <laughs> box in our head, yeah. and when and when box. we go to that nothing box, we don't think about nothing. And Sandy's like, is that like, true? How, how could you think about nothing? I'm like, I've got a hundred yeah. things going on in my mind at one all know. the time. I know. <laughs> All right, Joe and I have this conversation all the time. He's like, man, you really overthink that stuff, don't you? And I'm like, well, if I don't, who is? Like, yeah. <laughs> Who's going to do it if I don't? He's like, oh, okay, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love God. that. Good uh, yeah, 
you know, I love having a married couple on because we could definitely relate. Because, again, I'm the, you know, when it comes to like a bill coming and, and we don't know if we can pay it, I'm like, it'll get mm. paid. And she's like, freaking out. We got to pay oh, yeah. this thing. Yep. And, and, and I'm like, It'll get paid, you know. It'll somehow, somehow, right. we'll make it, you know. Because you know, I'm just one of them that believe you step out on faith, and all things mm-hmm. come together. And, yeah. You know, if, and if it don't, it don't. You know, yep. I'm just, right. I am not going to lose my peace over small things. Absolutely. No, that's yep. true. That's true. I mean, I, I think literally <laughs> a couple of days ago, Martina, you said to me, your exact words were, "I don't need your optimism right now." <laughs> <laughs> I need you to think about this. I I don't need your optimism. (laughs) Yeah, because it was one of those, like, you know, kind of like just talking me down off the list, you know, just kind of like, you know what, it's going to be okay, and everything's going to be, it all worked out, and I'm like, you know what, I'm thinking I don't need your optimism right now. I love love you, but not now. (laughs) Don't do this. (laughs) So true, though. So true. So so we've got two questions left for y'all, and then we'll let y'all get back to what y'all were doing. So if you had a – let's say you all had a friend of yours, and let's say you heard him or her sing, and they were good. I mean there's something mm-hmm. special there. And let's say that they've played maybe 30 shows. So they're still getting their feet wet on the performance side, but they've gotten on mm-hmm. stage, and they've got what every artist says they get, that stage bug where they look over the crowd, and the crowd's roaring for them. And they just feel know that they're in the right place, and they come to mm-hmm. you all and say, Joe and Martina. I feel like I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to help guide them the next two, three, four years? Mm. Run with it because there's no Love feeling. That. Once you once, once you get that feeling, it can be anything. It could be riding horses. It could be you mm. know getting into your, your dream college and, and really focusing on, on the career that you've thought of since you were five years old, you know, being a veterinarian, it, run with it because there's no greater feeling than to chase a dream or a passion like that. Mm. And, and the biggest thing is to get where you're going, get your feet on the ground, and start networking. Start talking yeah, to people. Start, start really just, you know, spread, spread your wings, but then find a place where you can plant some roots. They don't have to be deep roots. If you don't want them to be, that's fine. But just make sure you're secure yeah. on the ground enough and really start branching out. So really start just getting to know people because there's a lot of people you will find that you want to hang out with and really learn from. And then there's others mm-hmm. that you want nothing to do with because it's not, it's not for you and that's okay. But really get to that point to where you can make those decisions. Yeah. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I dig that. I mean, uh, I, I would just piggybacking on her, on uh, Martina's statement about networking. Um, you know, if the person wasn't in, in, in somewhere like, like, let's just assume for the, for the, Take argument sake that they wanted to um, be a country artist. Um, mm-hmm. I would I would say you know hone your craft in your in your hometown um, <laughs> yeah. for about a year. Mm-hmm. And this is this is advice Martina and I got from from yeah. from Troy Gentry the first time I met him. That's He's right. like hone your Amen. craft in your hometown. He's like don't move to Nashville just yet. Get to where you feel like – and here's some things that I think you should be able to do before you move to Nashville. You should be able to write a song by yourself. You should be able to sit down with mm-hmm. a guitar or a piano, whatever instrument you play, 
and be able to write a song. And and hopefully by the time you move to somewhere like Nashville, you've written 20, 10 to 20 songs by yourself. Mm-hmm. Get that skill. And then I would say and play shows, get a couple more shows under your belt. Like, you know, spend a year just kind of figuring out who you are as an artist and to find some other musicians in your hometown that you can jam with, whatever. Just get that kind of out of the way. And then after that year, move to Nashville, start going to writer's rounds, start networking, start meeting people, find, uh, get on Instagram, check out producers, you know, different producers in Nashville, find one that, that, you know, you don't even have to go pay them to do a record, just talk to them, pick their brains, see, see yeah. stuff like that. You know, um, Nashville seems very scary, like, before you immerse yourself into it, like it seems scary to just reach out to a producer or a songwriter. Um, and, and it's not, you know, just, just do it. And also the other thing I would say as a piece of advice is don't be put off by rejection because everyone from George Strait to Garth Brooks to Joe and Martina to everybody has been rejected Luke Combs, Luke Combs, yeah. Absolutely, you know. Um, Those six songs. There's all kinds of rejection, and it doesn't mean you're not good. Because here's the deal. There's plenty of great, hugely successful singers that, that some people just don't like for whatever reason. We all have music. <laughs> right, you know, um, right. Some, some I've, I've always tried to say is like we're all human. Like the music business is run by human beings, and we're controlled by our by the taste. I mean, I know people that don't like Bruce Springsteen. I love Bruce Springsteen. I, I yeah. know people don't like his voice, and I'm sitting there going, "You guys are nuts." Yeah. But they're like, "No, I don't like." It. You know, <laughs> it's like we all have, you know, and that's why there's a, such a variety of music in the world because we all don't have the same taste. So don't let okay. don't let somebody mm-hmm. not get, you know, by them not getting what you do. Don't don't think that the whole world's not going to get it. You know, Amen. Yeah, that's, exactly. that's true. I love that. Ninety-nine knows there's always one yes. Yes, and and you only need that one yes because again, That's right. like I remember the tweet that Luke Combs did, uh, um, about I guess what a year ago I think it was, where where it talked where he talked about the, in the tweet that um, to all the executives that told me yep. these six particular songs would never make it, and yep. all six went number one. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> no, I was. I mean, I was around for all that. You know, I was in his band at that time. I got to witness a lot yeah. of it. I got to hear him hear his, you know, hurricane on the radio for the first time. And, uh, oh, wow. you know, it was just, it, it's awesome. I mean, his, his career wasn't met with a bunch of yeses right off the bat. It did take a while. It took convincing. It took, you mm-hmm. know, and that's the thing. He and, and, and that was the one thing I'll say, too, as far as um, a young artist, my emphasis to them is always going to be, Concentrate on the fans. Try to gain fans because because if you're just trying to impress industry executives, I mean that's the thing. Luke Combs, he's a perfect example, so I'm glad you brought him up. His stardom was undeniable because he had a fan base. You know, the labels could have <laughs> not jumped on, and he still was able. Like I, again, I was there. I was I was in the front. I was playing bass right next to him on these stages. Sold out shows. Mm-hmm. He had no record deal. No pub deal. He had fans, and if you have fans, that's what nobody can take that away from you. You know. Yep. I he could get that. dropped by Sony today, and he'd still be doing great. You know. Yep. <laughs> it's all about them. I love. That. It's all about the fans. So, 
So as we end this here on this last question, what is a question that y'all wish hosts like us would ask, but they kind of never do? Oh. Hmm. I like to twist That's all my questions, if you haven't noticed. That's a really great question. Because, <clears throat> you know, so, sometimes people will ask you, what would you not like to be asked? But I like sure. to go, again, I like to go the other way and say, what do you want to be asked, but you're never asked? This is this is going to be interesting. This is the first thing that came to mind. So um, I had the opportunity to ask one of my heroes this question, and it, I always want to know. I think this would be really cool to hear everyone's story on it. Um, I got to ask Ricky Skaggs this question, and it changed my life. And I asked him, was there ever a time when you thought that you weren't going to make it and that you were ready to quit? And during that and moment, I do ask that. You know, I normally ask that. Yeah, it's funny that you ask that because normally I ask that to every artist because, or at least most artists, depending on how the conversation's uh-huh. going, where I talked about, tell me that moment where you're ready to quit and right. you're fork in and the road. It, and, and, and you took what the right was one. It that, yeah, what was it that kept you going? What was the yep, thing exactly. that told you not to quit? And I would love, because I, I don't care who you are, and once again, back to any industry, everyone hits that wall. I know, I know stay-at-home yep. moms that hit that wall. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just like, what am yeah. I doing? You know, and, we're, and I just, <laughs> I think it's so inspiring, humbling, and I think it brings everyone back to a level that we're only human, you know? And, yep. and for Ricky Skaggs, his answer was because he knew in his heart that that's what God wanted. He never had the doubt because God gave him Love the that. answer when he was young. And I was just mm. like, whew. You know, I get chills right now just talking about it. But I just, I think that 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 that's so important that with asking that question of, you know, did you ever feel like you were gonna quit or, and and what kept you I going? Lo- I love that. In that yeah, moment, it's funny. you know, it's a you, you know, we have a base of questions, and I pick and choose depending on how the conversation to go to keep it close to sure. sixty minutes. Uh, so so sometimes I have to pull some out as we're going through, and and, and it never fails when we ask that question. <laughs> The one or two questions that get put, that I end up not getting to is the one that they say that the artist says, "This is what I wish people would ask." <laughs> oh, <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. Of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's great. yeah. <laughs> what about Gosh. you, Josh? So what's yours? I don't know that I've ever thought about it, and I'm not. I I really can't think of anything. Um, See, if you can't think of anything, we did a great job. No, you did. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's what true. I was going to say. True. Like, that's very I will say, true. like, you you guys did a great job asking really unique questions. Like at the end of the day, like, um, I don't ever feel like there's there's a one certain question that I wish somebody would ask me. Um, there are times like today where I got asked something where I'm like, Oh, that was, that was different. This wasn't like every other interview I've done, you know, like there was some unique stuff. I really like, and I guess uh, instead of saying something specific, like I really appreciate, like (laughs) I said earlier, um, talking about the realness and the struggles, um, (laughs) that happened, especially earlier in a, in a career. And uh, like when I talk, when I hear, when I hear my heroes talking, you know, a lot of people love interviewing about success 
And that is great. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome because success is nice and shiny and beautiful. <laughs> and it's great. But <laughs> I want to know, like, I always want to know about before the went success. Through. What they went through, what what was what was what that's all about. So I do applaud you all for for mm-hmm. for the route you take with your questioning because it was really great. I thought it was a really cool insight to the realness and well, to we, the, the what what really goes on. And, and you know, I remember remember I reached out to a Nashville friend of mine before we started this show, and I remember I asked him what advice would he give us as we launched this. And I'll never forget his answer. He, he said, I'll only give you one, one piece of advice. He says, be and stay authentic. He, say, he said, you can tell every Bobby Bones joke. You could tell every Ty Bitley joke. And you might can even do it good. Who knows? Says, you, might, you might even create an audience. The problem is authentic Chris will one day come out. And when, when yeah. authentic Chris comes out, you're going to lose every bit of your audience because they were never attracted to authentic Chris. They were attracted to fake Chris. So if you start being authentic from the beginning and stay who you are so that people can see who your personality is because when it comes to hosting, that's what it's all about. It's like artistry. It's about your personality. If you show people who you are from the beginning, then the, you might grow slower, but the right audience will appear. Man, that is that is so true. And that's I, great. I know for a fact – I know for a fact Martina and I can relate to that. Um, oh, not that we've ever been non-authentic, but when we did first move to Nashville, we did kind of change our appearance. We kind of went a, a, a little bit different route with our music for a minute, and uh, to try to fit in. You know, honestly, that, that was the whole thing. We're very, we're you know, we're small town kids that were pretty intimidated by the by the music industry, and. Um, I feel like it stalled us out just a smidge, um, and when we decided wow. to go back to being 100% like in our dress and what we talk about and what we sing about and what we in what just how we conduct ourselves, we went back to that. Um, we saw a mm-hmm. huge rise. We saw a huge rise in our in our fan base, and we we saw a wow. huge like embracement of of us because it's like, oh, this is something different. I'm not just you know, you're not just a reproduction of um, the last artist that came yeah. out. You know, and um, so yeah, dude, Love that's that. that's great, and, and, and I, I think your friend hit it spot on. So as we end this here, tell everybody how they can reach you. Oh, so the best way to find this would be uh, joeandmartina.com, right, Joe? Or yep. is it Joe and yep. Martina Music? Okay, yeah, joeandmartina.com. No. Joe and <laughs> okay, oh, yeah, there awesome. you go. And uh, so, it's got all of our social media handles and all that good stuff, so follow the journey there. And, you know, we really enjoyed having you on the show today, and we, we definitely did. look forward to having yeah. you all back down the road. Absolutely. We'd love to. Thanks, love to. thanks for an amazing uh, hang sesh with married people. I love it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> it was fun. yeah, we appreciate that, too, because we love yes, that. We again. Do. You know, we don't get much of this, and it's like, oh, this is great. They're married. <laughs> yes. <laughs> love it. Love it, love it, love it. All right, All right guys. Talk to you all later, and you'll have a great okay. day. Okay. Thank you. You too. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.